Welcome to this episode of Notes from the Music Room. This is Houghton Music Teacher Jess Wilkie here to tell you a little bit about what we've been working on in kindergarten music classes this year. Kindergarten music classes here at Houghton are built so that we can help your children experience the building blocks of music or the musical compasses that are going to lead our way to a lot of excitement in the future. We start off with lots of silly games like you just heard. I always think the children must think it's very strange to make those silly noises on the first day of kindergarten music class. We have a lot of fun experimenting moving our voices around. It's really important to help our kindergartners get used to singing and experiment with their singing voices. After we're getting really comfortable with that, I start working on the children with a set of opposites, again our musical compasses, that guide our study. Today you're going to hear about our studies in high and low, loud and soft, and fast and slow, and eventually hear a cool piece of music the boys and girls created using all of these ideas. have a lot of fun marching and singing to that game. After the end of the song, the boys and girls freeze like a statue to show high or low. It's just a great way to make sure that they're listening and they understand the direction that a melody is going to go, a very important skill as they get a little bit older. The next thing I'd like to share with you is an example of getting the kids then to sing the high and low notes that we were just practicing hearing. Um, I try very hard to have a non-stressful singing environment and it usually works really well. Kids don't mind singing by themselves as long as they expect it as the norm. During this particular class, we brainstormed about where you would choose to go out for supper on Friday night if your parents came home and said you could pick anything you want. We'll practice our idea as a group, and then kids will share their ideas. Oftentimes, that excitement of sharing what you would really want to do is enough to really motivate them to sing their best, and it's a lot of fun to hear their answers. It's going to sound really silly, okay? I'll sing, you can sing back, but sing your answer. I'm giving you a chance to practice without everybody listening. We'll still hear high and then some low, even though it's going to sound really crazy. My turn first. What would you do? Boysie girls, I think a couple kids forgot to use their matching voice to be sure they're singing the right notes. We'll try that again. My turn first. What would you pick? Alright, who wants to start off telling us? Okay. We'll start here right here with Christopher. Boysie girls, hold on just one second, Christopher. Boysie girls, remember, whatever Christopher wants to do is just as important as what Theo wants to pick, and it's just as important as what Lily wants to pick. We've got to be good listeners so that we respect everybody in their singing, right? Chris, what would you pick? Espresso. Oh, so. yum. That sounds good. I was thinking about having pizza tonight. 
Sid, what would you pick? I would go to Uno. Oh, they've got some good stuff there. Good choice. Jackson, what would you pick? Go to the 99. Good, can you try? Go to the 99. Go to the 99. Ooh, the Red Sox won last night. Kids eat free. That's a good deal, right? Okay. Nick, what would you pick? Um, keepers. Right, can you say keepers? Keepers. That's how you do it. Wow. Those are some great examples of the boys and girls singing and how much it improves over our kindergarten year. They're really brave to do that and we always have a lot of good laughs. After we feel great about high and low, there's a lot of fun to be had with loud and soft. I try to personify loud and soft to help the kids understand these ideas and also to learn the vocabulary words we'll associate with those two terms. So we have a little class pet, a dragon named Forte, the Italian music word for loud, and a pet mouse named Piano, the Italian word for soft, who helps us with an elaborate story about how they both lived at a castle with a king and queen and shared a love of potato chips. The music you're hearing underneath my speaking is More's Rondo, um, in modern times known as the theme to Masterpiece Theater. If the boys and girls hear it playing, I'm sure they'll tell you all about um, the adventures of the dragon and the mouse and how we crawl on the floor and pretend to steal some chips. Oh, and we also practice the royal wave marching around during the loud part. Our study of fast and slow also comes by way of some personified characters. We have Largo the turtle and Presto the rabbit. The boys and girls are very familiar with the story of the tortoise and the hare and also with that switch on the lawnmower that makes it go fast or slow. So it's a pretty easy way to convince them that, you know, they already know what we're talking about. Uh, next, I have to share with you a little set of experiences in Fast and Slow, or Presto and Largo. The boys and girls are, are singing a familiar game, but we flip a coin to decide if we'll play the game fast or slow. So here's a little version of That's a Mighty Pretty Motion with Fast and Slow. It'll be a lot of fun. Ben! Kick, clap. Kick, clap. Kick. All right, let's see if we Oh, that might be hard to do if it's presto. Alright, and on tails, please. Oh! Oh! We're gonna do it slow. Yes. Okay? We're gonna do it largo. So it's gonna be kick. probably played the game five or six more times, but I'm sure you get the idea of just helping the kids experience that fast and slow, going ahead and reinforcing that vocabulary whenever we can. Once we feel really solid about all of the comparatives or opposites in music, we can go ahead and start to do some really fun projects. This spring, well, I guess it never came, and it felt like winter was dragging on and on and on. Thanks to a gift from the Houghton PTO, I got a beautiful book uh, presented me, to me called And Then It's Spring. And the more and more I read the book, I thought, hey, the kindergarten could show what they know about opposites and make their own little soundtrack to it. As you can imagine, this isn't a soundtrack of violins and uh, orchestra instruments, but they were able to use what they know about fast and slow, high and low, loud and soft, 
to really make it look like this brown, long, awful winter has moved into a beautiful green spring. So in closing, enjoy a performance of And Then It's Spring by Mrs. Knipe's kindergarten class. I've really enjoyed having the kindergartners this year and I'm really proud of all of the growth they've shown. Have a great summer. And Then It's Spring, <laughs> written by Julie Fogliano, illustrated by Erin Eastie, music by Mrs. Knipe's kindergarten. First, you have brown. All around, you have brown. Then there are seeds and a wish for rain. And then it rains. And it's still brown. But a very hopeful, very possible sort of brown. And is that a little green? No. It's just sort of brown. And then it's a week. And you worry about those little seeds. And if maybe it was the birds. Or maybe it was the bears. And all that stomping. Because bears can't read signs that say things like, please don't stomp here. They are seeds and they are trying. And then it's one more week and the brown is still brown. It has a greenish hump that you can only hear if you put your ear to the ground and close your eyes. And then it's one more week and a sunny day. Sunny day that happens right after a 